As we've been talking about, we're into the the final pushes of the vaccination campaign in our country. Um, You know, still working on convincing the hesitant and trying to get a shout out to every last person who's willing to have one. Um, The last thing that you want is you're into this area where, you know, some people have some legitimate questions. And, you know, one listener texted me today and said, you know, I'm waiting until these are approved, not just authorized for emergency use. And you know what? That's a really, really good point. Why aren't they approved? You know, I, I I think a lot of people would, it would change a lot of the discussion for a lot of people, um, because whenever we talk about vaccines, I hear from listeners who say, they're not approved, they're not approved, this is emergency authorization. Um, that's an important distinction. And if governments got together and approved these vaccinations, I think it would make a big difference to a lot of people. But um, they haven't yet. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens there. But there's that confusion that came up again last week around that and around the fact that Pfizer says they're now seeking um, authorization for a booster shot, a third shot that they say should be given six months to a year after your second shot. Now, health experts immediately stood up within minutes, actually, and said, whoa, 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 we're not there right now. We're not at a position where we need to be doing that at this point. Something we may look at in the future, but it's entered into the conversation. That means it's not going away. So let's get some clarity around exactly what we know about booster shots and whether or not we'll be seeing them in our country. And joining us to give us uh, some insight is Dr. Andre Veillette, who is an immunologist at the Montreal Clinical Research Institute and a member of Canada's COVID-19 vaccine tax for- task force. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So uh, what do we see based on COVID-19 and vaccination in Canada right now? Do you think that booster shots are going to be our next big discussion, given where we are in terms of vaccination at this point? Uh, well, first, I think vaccination is going very well. Uh, so people, a lot of people have gotten their first dose, uh, and then more and more people are getting their second dose. I think the second dose is obviously going to be very important, especially when we think about variants like the Delta variant yep. uh, that are going to be more and more uh, ubiquitous. Uh, having said this, uh, whether we're going to need or not a third dose, I think that's still up in the air. Uh, I think we need to see the data, see what happens with people when they got their second dose and if really their immunity is decreasing, if more cases are appearing uh, with time. It seems like in Israel this is what they're describing, but nobody has really seen the data. Uh, of course, Pfizer is also saying that uh, maybe this is going to be important, but we should not forget they're in the business of selling vaccines. Yeah. Uh, so we have to, you know, we have to do the scientific studies and see if it's really necessary. Having said this, I would say probably there's a couple of groups uh, for which uh, boosters should be seriously considered and, and, and maybe even given before we get all the scientific data or perhaps given in the context of scientific studies. The first group are the elders, right? People yeah. in long-term care, people in the uh, residence for elders. Uh, we know they haven't been well treated by the pandemic uh, so far. First wave, second wave, third wave, there was a lot of damage there. Uh, so I think I don't think we need to see damage again with a fourth wave. Uh, elders tend to have their immunity go down with time. So I think it would not be unreasonable uh, to uh, vaccinate this group of individual uh, with a, a boost in the months to come before the the, uh, the potential uh, fourth wave of the of the fall comes. Uh, and also, of course, there is the, the group of people who don't respond well to vaccines. Yeah. So there are people who are immunocompromised. Uh, so some people on, for example, transplanted people or people with immunodeficiencies. In France, they've already started to do that uh, to this population, give a third dose. Uh, I think Israel just signed off on it and they're going to do it as well. I suspect Canada and the provinces in Canada, uh, like Alberta, are also going to do that. But of course, we have to wait and see what they're going to decide. And I guess we sort of have to wait and see. And maybe 
we're getting to a point now that we've been vaccinating for, I don't know, six, seven months, somewhere around there, we can start, are we doing this sort of science like you're talking about? Can we track anywhere that's done work on how are the antibodies after three months? How are the antibodies after six months? And we can get some idea of how long the immunity may last. Uh, yeah, I think this is happening in Canada for sure. There's the immunity task force uh, supported by the federal government doing a lot of studies. Uh, it's also happening in other countries. So, you know, what's happening uh, in Israel is likely going to happen here. Yep. Uh, what's happening in the UK is likely going to happen here. So uh, we're probably going to get information from there uh, before we get information from here. But definitely people are, are studying this. Of course, if we start seeing key cases, more and more cases in people who are vaccinated, uh, that's going to be a red flag, right? Uh, so I think also we can do clinical observation, not only measure antibodies, but clinical observations. But as I said, there are groups of individuals where yes. I don't know if we need to wait. I think we should just give them the third dose uh, because they haven't done well, especially the elders with the, the, the previous waves. And I think we just need to protect them. And I think we should seriously consider uh, giving them the third dose before even we get the results from uh, these other countries. Um, in terms of just how vaccines work. Why would a third dose, uh, you know, would that be something every six months kind of a thing? Or would a third dose be something that would um, confer longer immunity? Uh, How do the vaccination, what's the process behind that? What's the science? Well, you know, when you immunize people or when you vaccinate them, uh, when, when they get infected, rather, so when either an infection or a vaccine, I mean, immunity can last very, 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 very long, uh, can last for years and years and years. When you get vaccinated, for example, or against hepatitis, I mean, the protection can last 10 years, 15 years, even more. So the protection can last a very, very long. But this is a new virus uh, We with, uh, so far, new technologies of vaccine, like the RNA vaccines, the adenovirus vaccines. So these are not conventional vaccine platforms that we have used a lot before. And it's a new virus. So I think we need to really be careful in uh, extrapolating what we've seen with other vaccines mm-hmm. or other disease to the current situation. So we need to observe. Pfizer is saying immunity is going down after six months. Well, okay, let's see the data. Uh, maybe it is. Uh, maybe it's decreasing, but not decreasing significantly so that maybe it won't have a clinical impact. You know, people, we, we know the vaccine and do so much antibodies that it's way in excess of what's needed to fight so far most of the variants. So, uh, or all the variants, actually. So I think, uh, I think we just have to wait and see and not extrapolate based on what we know uh, from other types of viruses with, you know, prevented by other types of vaccines. Where are we on the approval um, status. I mean, uh, uh, that that I think that would go a long way to dealing with some of the hesitancy that we're seeing. Is that process still ongoing? And what's a timeline for that? I'm not too sure why it's not uh, progressing. Uh, that's interesting that a lot of people uh, in Alberta talk about that. You know, in Quebec, I haven't heard a word about this. Really? Hey? That's actually huh? a good point. I'm surprised people don't mention it because it's an excellent point. Uh, I guess uh, the companies are busy doing something else or the federal government is doing some busy doing something else. Uh, of course, they require more data. You know, I suspect they're going to be approved. I mean, so far, there's been no indication that these vaccines are really, you know, of course, there, there are the problem with the thrombosis. And now we hear yeah. about the uh, myocarditis with the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccines. But these are very, very rare occurrences. So I think they're going to be approved. But approval is a huge other process that's monumental. And maybe the companies or even the federal government or, or perhaps the agencies in other countries have been busy, busy, busy uh, dealing with, you know, just making sure that there are vaccines and that they're sufficiently approved to uh, be able to use them. But that's a good question. 
they may also be waiting for their improved vaccines, you know, maybe for the uh, uh, the variant-adjusted vaccines, the, 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 you know, the vaccines that work uh, against the variants. Although here, I think the variants uh, appear faster than the new vaccines yeah. that appear uh, so far. So I think it's a very good question, and uh, I, I, it's uh, it's interesting to hear that. Uh, uh, we're probably going to have people uh, now in Quebec asking the same question. Probably. I think so. Uh, yeah, well, we'll have to track that. Doctor, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Great insight. Okay, great. Thank you very much. You Bye. bet. That is Dr. Andre Veillette, who is an immunologist at the Montreal Clinical Research Institute, and he is also a member of Canada's COVID-19 Task Force.